Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh Alhamdulillah Alhamdulillah wa kafa wa salamun ala ibadihi ladhin as-safa Amma ba'du fa'udhu billahi minash shaytani rajim Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Walau annahum yudhalamu anfusahum jauka fastaghfarullaha wa astaghfar lahumur rasul Lawajadullaha tawabar rahima وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من زارني بعد وفاتي فكأنما زارني في حياتي أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم مستشكر برز نالس we're discussing our report back from the holy lands of مكة المكرمة مدينة المنورة so Allah gave us a tawfiq alhamdulillah we spend first seven days in Madinatul Munawwara and thereafter the remaining seven days in Makkatul Mukarramah. So in Madinatul Munawwara, respective brothers, a person, Alhamdulillah, they have opportunity after every Paras Salah that they can present themselves in front of the Rawdha Akhar, the Rawdha Mubarak of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And as I mentioned last week, that if the crowd is big, then it is also to your advantage. A person can stand on one side of the barrier and just behind the pillar, he looks at the, the grave of Rasulullah at the angle and there is no need to even raise the voice. Uh, some ulama of the opinion that a person should even raise the voice. And this is also something very, very important that spiritual preparation when you go to Madinah al-Murawah, when you go to Makkah al-Mukarramah. One is the physical aspects, we take our food, we take our clothing, we take all what is necessary for the journey. But very, very important is the spiritual aspect. And unfortunately today, we will find there is so much of disrespect that is shown in these Mubarak lands. Just recently, a few days ago, Sheikh Huzaifi the Imam of Madinat al-Munawara, there was a janazah and then he gave some advices just before the janazah. And in the advices he mentioned, the first one is that the person should not stand up before the Imam. In other words, the person should wait for the Iqama. Then only should he stand up. When the Iqama is being given, when the Mu'azim is calling out the Mukabbi, the, the, the Iqama, then it is only rightful at that time that the Musallis now they make their sars. It is utter disrespect that the person now he starts forming the sars now waiting for the Imam. Not only in Madinah, you know, throughout the world, this should be our policy, inshallah. We should not, not wait for the Imam standing here looking at the clock. Uh, on one occasion, someone came to Marana Harun Abbas Umar Sahib, Rahmatullah Ali, and started praising, mashallah, you are our Imam. So others said, I'm not your imam. He said, no, you are our imam. He said, no. Then he pointed to the clock. He said, there's your imam there. As soon as the time strikes, 8 o'clock, or 1 o'clock, or quarter past 1, whatever the salah time of every different salah, then people look at the clock. People start waiting. It is utter disrespect. A person, yeah, Sheikh Uzaybi is saying that the, the sunnah is to wait, to sit down. And he even mentioned that a person who sits while he's waiting for salah, then he will get the reward as if though he's already in salah. This is all in the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. 
Mala Yusuf Binoni Rahmatullah used to come to the first saf. And then he used to say, Amin. Amin. So people asked Mazrat, what do you say Amin for? He said that in the hadith it comes that the malaika make dua for the person sitting in the first saf waiting for salah. Allahumma khfillahu. Allahumma khamu. The malaika making dua. Allah forgive him. Oh Allah have mercy upon him. So I'm making Amin to those duas. The second aspect Sheikh Huzaifi gave in his advice is that unfortunately our time is being consumed with our jawal, bisura, taking photos, where it is videos, where it is the selfies, the camera, and unfortunately we saw this with our own very eyes. Wherever a person goes in Medina Munawara, then the phone is out. Even in Jannatul Baqi, Friday morning, people are going to Baqi to read the respective du'as, etc. There again, uh, the, the cell phone is out, taking videos, taking selfies. This has unfortunately destroyed the ruhaniya, destroyed the ruh, the essence uh, of our ibadat. In front of Rosa Mubarak, respected brothers, is mentioned in the hadith of Rasulullah wasallam. The Nabi Wasallam was sent to break and destroy musical instruments. Can you imagine the taqlif that is caused to the heart of Nabi Wasallam when musical tones, ring tones, Bollywood, Hollywood, the latest, the numbers are being played in front of Nabi Wasallam. So much of bare adabi is taking place in these holy lands. One of the our Sheikh Mahathir Hamid Sahib explained that one of the silent salahs, either it was Zohar or Asr Salah, a person was standing behind the Imam. And we know the mics of the Haramein Sharifin are very, very sensitive, very, very powerful. So a person, maybe in the second saf or third saf, his phone started ringing in a musical tone in Masjid al-Nabawi. So this got caught on the minds of the Imam. So imagine, respect the brothers, the entire Medina Sharif, uh, the, the Masjid al-Nabawi, Na'uzu Billah, Na'uzu Billah, music is being played. So respect the brothers' advice, there is no need for us to take our phone. Yes, we have to take our phone to show the apps, etc. We can put it on silent, no need for the phones to, to be rung. And this is the time we need to get connected to Allah. We need to connect it to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Once in Medina Sharif, Alhamdulillah, Yunus before he passed away once I met him in Medina Sharif, then he gave me this, he told me I must get hold of this kitab, Dalal uh, Khairat. And it so happened, Alhamdulillah, one of his good friends was there, and I had a desire that how I can get hold of this kitab. So he had it in his hand, he said, there's on copy, I'm only letting you Hold it and see, that's all. So I was flipping through the pages, subhanAllah. In there are the beautiful names of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, about 201. And it's broken up into days, Monday, uh, uh, Friday, Saturday, uh, and it goes on for the whole week. So person understands Arabic, the person will enjoy it thoroughly. The beautiful expressions of the durur and salawat upon Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And just a little background, how was this kitab brought about the author? What spurred him? What inspired him to write this kitab? 
On one occasion he was traveling and it was the time of Salah. So he wanted to make wudu. So he came to a certain well and he found that the water was in the bottom and there was no rope, there was no bucket. He was in a predicament, time of Salah, I need to make wudu. So a little girl comes. She sees him in this condition. She comes and she puts him to the well with her saliva. And thereafter, Allah Ta'ala caused that water to come up and overflow. And this person was able to make wudu. So he made wudu, he performed salah. And then he called the girl. He said, oh girl, oh Betty, what action did you do that you sat in the well and Allah Ta'ala caused the water to rise up? So she said, what can I tell you? This is nothing but Durood Sharif upon Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The barakat of Durood Sharif, subhanAllah. This is not my topic, but on the day of Jummah, let us increase our salawat and salam upon Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in Madinah al-Munawara. And our Durood over here, wherever we are, can be in the jungles, can be in the concrete jungles of America. You can be on the, in the ship of, on the ocean. You can be in the submarine down the ocean. You can be in, in the plane above, in the heavens. Your Duru Sharif is 101% is presented to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam by the Malaika. Subhanallah. The Malaika go and present all your Duru. And they even tell Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, so and so, the son of so and so has presented your Duru to you, O Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So the day of Friday, every day in fact, every day we should try and decide, Increase our salawat and salam upon Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That tajalli, so anyway, coming back to the story, so I was reading the kitab, this Dalai al-Khirat, now in this recent trip in, in Madina Manora, so I was reading it, I think, after the Maghrib salah, and I was engaging it, so one of my good friends, Ramila, he was in Madina Sharif, al-Alim, so while some busy, he came and tapped me, so I looked at him, so he said, you know what, there's one, one, one Buzruk over here from India, he's seated over there. I said, Alhamdulillah, very good. Then one South African Alim, he's seated over there, very good. Another Alim, great Buzruk, he's seated over there. So I said, Inshallah, we'll, we'll get a chance, we'll meet them. So he went away, then I told uh, my, our Satis, see, the greatest Buzruk, the greatest alim, the greatest faqih, the greatest wali is none other than Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And you are engaging in communication with him via durood. Not to break that durood and go meet another buzruk, this is like gustahi. It's just like an example can be given. You're speaking to your shaykhul hadith of the madrasa, the highest teacher in the madrasa, the shaykhul hadith. And you are engaging with him, you're talking to him, you're enjoying that communication with him. And then someone comes and taps you on the shoulder. They say, hey, there's your maktab student over there. Go meet him. Where is the ustad and where is the maktab student? What a great difference in rank. So Alhamdulillah, if we meet, Alhamdulillah, we meet. We, 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 we're not saying that we shouldn't meet the, uh, the, uh, the highest people, the buzuruks. But in Madinah Sharif, as far as possible, keep your heart on Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. That tajalli that is coming over there, a person who presents himself, as I mentioned last week, the best place on the earth is none other when you stand in front of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. 
That is the place where Nabi Wasallam's eyes are looking at you. And that is the place Allah's tajalli rahmat is descending all the time. That is the place where 101% your du'as are accepted. In fact, it's mentioned that the dust that settles on the Mubarak blessed chamber or the body of Rasulullah is even greater than the Arsh and the Kaaba Sharif. What blessings are in Madinah Munawar? Madinah Munawar is called Munawar because it became illuminated. As Anas bin Malik radiallahu mentioned, when the Bismillah in Hijrah from Makkah al Mukarramah to Madinah al Munawara, everything became illuminated. Everything became enlightened. But the day Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi passed away, imagine the sorrow and the grief the Sahaba underwent when that the demise of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, everything became, so, so to say, gloomy. Anas bin Malik radiallahu anhu saying this. As Aisha radiallahu anha, she had a dream. She saw a dream in which there were three moons coming into the, in the hujra, in her in her camera, in her room. So after the demise of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Abu Bakr radiallahu told her that the interpretation of this dream has already taken place where the first moon, the first moon has already descended referring to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And who are the other two moons? None other than Abu Bakr radiallahu and Hazrat Umar radiallahu. Umar radiallahu respected brothers, his desire was to be buried in, in the camera, in the hujra of the Aisha radiallahu close to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Before he passed away, he also will learn one thing. Dua, we make dua, but the person, the, the being that who can make it a reality is Allah. Umar radiallahu makes dua, Allahumma rzuqni shahadatan fi sabili, waj'al mawti fi baladi habibik sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah grant me shahadat in your blessed city of Madinah al-Munawara and make, grant my death in Madinah, make my qabr in Madinah al-Munawara. So a person might think Darul Islam, there is no fighting, there is no wars taking place in Madinah al-Munawara. Islam is spreading all the way. Where are you going to get the rank of shahadat? But when a person is sincere, then Allah can make it a reality. And then we know the incident, Umar radiallahu was stabbed whilst making imamat by Firoz Lublu, the Majusi, and he had stabbed him, and this led to his death, so he has made a shaheed, Allah accepted his dua. So Umar, Umar desire before he passed away, to ask Aisha anha permission. So the son, Abdullah bin Umar comes to ask Aisha permission, and says that, Amirul Mu'mini, and Umar Rabbilan told his son, don't say Amirul Mu'mini, say Umar. He does show like an authoritative request. Say that Umar Rabbilan is requesting. And she had the opportunity because it was her husband, it was her father. She had all the right to be buried over there. But look at the love for the, the Khalifa of the time. She had forgo her right and she had requested acceded to the request of Umar radiallahu Umar radiallahu was not satisfied. He said the day I pass away, take my lash, take my janaza. And once again, it shouldn't happen whilst I'm alive. She is, so to say, uh, coerced or she's forced to make a decision whilst I'm alive. So whilst I'm dead, take my, 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 my body over there. Once again, ask permission. And then Abdullah Umar radiallahu goes 
And then he said, there's the, Umar, there's the body of Umar, oh Aisha. Do you give one second permission? She said, yes, I give permission. Now look at the haya, Mother Aisha, Nabi Allah. She said that when my husband, Nabi Akram, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Aqa, Madina, Sarkari, Ado, Alam, the leader of both the worlds was buried over there. Aisha, Nabi Allah, used to go over there without any hijab. When Abu Bakr, Nabi Allah, was, when he passed away, and he was buried over there, Aisha used to go without any hijab. But the day Umar radiallahu was buried over there, when she entered, she used to adorn, adorn the hijab of Haya for Umar radiallahu. Subhanallah. So respected brothers, Allah, take us again and again to Madinah Sharif. There's a beautiful story mentioned about those people who actually clean the sacred chamber of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Before I just mention one small waqiyah. Mana Wajihuddin Rahmatullahi, he was from Pakistan, from Karachi. In the early, maybe 70s, he had gone to Madina Sharif. So they gave him a, a visa of only 15 days. After 13 days had expired, only two days were remaining. So he goes to the authorities, and he requests for extension of his visa. And in that form, he asked the reason. So he wrote Lil Wafat. In other words, to pass away Madina Sharif. The authorities did not pay attention to him, so they, they stamped it. They gave him another extension for another 15 days. So the first batch of 15 days finished. The second batch of 15 days started. Now 13 days of the second batch had finished. Only two days remaining, and now there's no possibility of gaining an extension after this. So he comes in front, in front of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he addresses Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Oh Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, only two days of, are remaining. And I don't, I cannot tolerate this firaq, the separation between me and you. Oh Allah, oh Allah, make it possible that I join your habib in Madinatul Munawwar. And subhanallah, within two days, this great buzruk had passed away and is buried in Jannatul Baqi. How nasibdar are those people who are, who are buried in Jannatul Baqi? Imam, as a Shaykh al-Hadith, Muhammad Zakaria, we know what an ashik he was of Madina Sharif. There was an Arab scholar, as a Shaykh Alawi Maliki, Rahmatullahi. So once he came to visit Adha Shaykh al-Adis, Muhammad Zakaria and after leaving, so Adha Shaykh al-Adis told his khadims that escort him outside, or escort him out. So while he's walking, Allama Alawi Maaliki addresses the khadims of Adha Shaykh al-Adis. And he said, do you all realize what a great saintly figure, what an authoritative figure, what a great wali of Allah, in whose presence and whose service are you at? So he said, yeah, we know the great muhaddis. Then this person mentioned that as far as I can see, there are four similarities between him and Imam Malik Rahmatullahi. Imam Malik Rahmatullahi, there's so many stories you can say about how much of a respect he had for Madinah Sharif. He did not even relieve himself in within the Haram Sharif. Whenever it was urging to, to uh, relieve himself, he used to go outside the Haram Sharif, relieve himself, then come back to Madinah Murawara. So much of adab he had, 
and respect. So nevertheless, the similarities now he mentioned. He said the first one is Imam Malik Rahmatullahi was the Ashik of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi and Madina Al-Munawara. As the Shaykh Al-Adi Islamani was a great Ashik for Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi and Madina Al-Munawara. The second thing he mentioned that Imam Malik, he was involved in the disseminating of the teachings of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi the Mubarak Hadith of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi And Shaykh Al-Adi also was a Muhabbis also teaching hadith on Nabi Sallallahu That is the second one. The third one, Imam Malik Rahmatullahi was the author of the kitab Mu'atta Imam Malik. Those who in, in the Alim cause in the pioneer, they do this kitab. And it's a well-renowned, famous, well-accepted kitab, not only amongst the, the Indian population, but even amongst the Arabs. So Imam Malik was the author of this kitab. Hazrat Shaykh Al-Hadith, was the author of the commentary of this kitab, O Jazul Masalik. He was the author of the commentary of this kitab. And then this Sheikh Alawi Maliki Rahmatullahi said, the fourth thing, inshallah, I hope and I, I feel is going to take place. So he asked, what is that? He said, Imam Malik Rahmatullahi's grave is in Jannatul Baqi. And Umid and Yaqeen, that Sheikh Al-Hadis will pass through Madina to Munawara, and he also be buried in Jannatul Baqi and, and how true it will turn out to be. And then one great, one great Mufti heard all these first similarities. He said, I will add the fifth one. He said, what is the fifth one? He said, Imam Malik Rahmatullahi is buried ne- next to his Sheikh, Imam Nafi, a great Imam of Tirah. He's buried to, next to him. And as a Sheikh al-Hadith, he's buried next to his Sheikh, Malala Sakharil Ahmad Sa'alam Puri Rahmatullahi. Allah grant us the true ish and the love for Medina Sharif. Respected brothers coming to this beautiful incident. There was a journalist by the name of Umar Wahidi. So he said he once visited the place, the factory where they manufacture the, the hilaf of the Kaaba, the covering of the Kaaba. We know once a year, especially during the beginning of Hajj, where they change the hilaf, the, the covering of the Kaaba Sharif. So there is a special factory that 24 7 or 365 days they are engaged in making this hilaf of the Kaaba. The various eyes are in, embroidered on this, on the hilaf with, with, with silk and golden uh, silk, etc. Then he was told that this factory also produces the covering of the sacred chamber of Rasulullah sallallahu So he was something, he was amazed to hear something like that. So he, he found out, he did the research, and he found that there were only two people left who had encountered the experience when they went to change the, the, the sacred, the, 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 the cover of the sacred chamber of Rasulullah sallallahu So, he said, let me grab this opportunity because one of them already has reached the age of 60 and his advancing age. So he, meet, he met this first person by the name of Muhammad Ali Madani Rahmatullahi. He was in charge of the production of this covering of the sacred chamber with regards to the weaving aspect. So he interviewed him and he said that when I interviewed these two people, that 
there was mixed emotions. They used to cry, and sometimes their voice used to crack, and their tears used to stifle their voice. These the lung used to shake, ex- experiencing what what they had experienced when they went in the Mubarak chamber of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Then he explains. Imam asked that, "How did you feel?" He said, "This is a place." Where a person is overwhelmed with awe and respect, there is such grandeur over there. He said, "I could not fix my gaze at anything. I was so overwhelmed with this awe that I only started looking at the lamps. I just beneath the dome of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. These lamps used to be donated to and by certain people, pious people of certain countries. And then he explained." The covering of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said, it is made out of silk, green in color, and over on the covering of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam are the verses of Surah Al-Fat, which I embroidered in gold wire and in gold color cotton, and it is very very huge, very very big as well, and they have a ring that like how the Kaaba has a ring, and this ring is red in color. So he explains, Alhamdulillah, Allah gave us a tawfiq that we managed to ch- change the cover. And then he, he went to interview the next person by the name of Sheikh Ahmad Sahitri Rahmatullahi. He gives his account. First, when he was asked, he started crying, he started trembling. He said, I don't have the courage to tell you and explain to you what I transpired. But nevertheless, if I have a second opportunity, I will not have the courage to go once again. And he asked, "What the reason behind all this?" And then he took out his specs. He said, "Look at my specs. He had thick lenses, thick thick lenses." He said, "I've got advanced in age. I don't even know my true age. All I know, I'm born in 1333 after Hijri." He said, "I'm very very old. My eyesight is very very weak." I suffer from allergy. If any a slight dust has to come past me, I will start sneezing or start coughing, and I cannot even see properly. Then he explains his experience, and then before that, he said, "I have a mastery when it comes to perfumes and aroma and fragrances." And he boasts, he said, "I have in my possession such ethers, such perfumes that no one has in their possession." And I'm, I'm a master when it comes. I travel very, very far to evaluate different types of scents and different types of fragrances. And I become a master with regards to the composition of these ethers. So I'm a master when it comes to fragrances. He said the day he was afforded the opportunity to go and change the the cha- the, 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 the Mubarak covering. Over the sacred chamber of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, as soon as the door was open, he said, "Such a beautiful fragrance emanated from the Mubarak cover of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam that everything that I have in my possession will never match that fragrance up to today." He said, "You cannot explain it. This this out of this world. What was this? The fragrance of Jannah, respected." The fragrance of Jannah. Then he explains, respected brothers, 
for 14 nights from Fajr Salah till Fajr Azan. They were in the Rosa Mubarak. And actually this happened in 1971. This account I'm giving you happened in 1971. And what is amazing, respect brothers, the Gilaf of the Kaaba is changed every year, once a year. But the, the covering of the sacred chamber is only according to the issue of the royal decree. And the cover that they replaced was after 75 years. 75 years they removed the old, after 75 years. And he said, no change at all came to the covering. And then he explained, he started un unwinding the knots. And when they used to engage, they used to whisper with one another out of respect for Rasulullah If that wasn't sufficient, they used to make hand signals. And then he mentioned that whatever the pigeon feathers were there, the dust, everything was cleaned up. And they managed to take out uh, the covering of the sacred chamber of Rasulullah And as I explained, this person had very weak eyesight. With such thick lenses, he said, by the nur, by the effulgence of the Rosa Athar, I took out my glasses and I could even thread the, the cotton through the hole of that small needle. Through the nur of the Mubarak grave of Rasulullah. He had an allergy as explained. He said, but the dust that was flying over there actually became the dust for my cure of my ailments. The khaq and madina. Time is already Everything associated with Madina, whether it is the fruits of Madina Sharif, the dust of Madina Sharif, everything. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi said, Your Khalil Ibrahim asked for blessing of Makkah al-Mukarramah. Ya Rasulullah, Ya Allah, Your Habib Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is here asking for double blessings. So nevertheless, this person mentions that this dust actually became my shifa. Then he took out the embroidering of the covering, which was 36 meters in length. So they managed to put it one place. And he said, for the barakat of being in the company for 14 days, Allah, so to say, gave me more vigor, more, my youth had returned. I took the entire 36 meters of the embroidery and I put it on my shoulder. Never felt any weight. And I took it out of the chamber, outside, on, on, into the masjid, masjid al-Nabawi sallallahu And then, he mentioned something very strange and unique. He said, after they took it out, five people, five strong, hale and healthy people could not even lift up that covering. So they are amazed and said, who was responsible for bringing this cover out? Sheikh Ahmad Sahihti said, I am responsible. They looked at him at awe and they said, and they thought this is something impossible. Five strong, healthy people could not cover the 36 meter of covering, but yet to the barakat of the Rosa Adhar of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, an old man, that 36 meters of it he put on his shoulder, 
and with such less weight as though it was no burden at all and he took it out of the qabr subhanallah so respected brothers so many waqiyas we can mention Allah give us the tawfiq of going to Medina Munawara again and again may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us death in Medina Munawara make our graves in Jannatul Baqi with salamat with afiyat with iman inshallah so a person can make the dua wise even here and Allah grant us the love for, Nabi, for, for Madinah Sharif. Qalb jistanahu Madinah mein. Qalb jistanahu Madinah mein. Uska jina hai koi jina mein. That heart which is not in Madinah Sharif. That heart which is not connected to Madinah Sharif. Is there any worth while, is there any worth to his existence? Then that Madinah Sharif, the love of Madinah Sharif come into our hearts. That is the final resting place of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. That is the place of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in Hijrat. And Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam made dua that my, my qabr be in Madinatul Munawara and in Jannatul Baqi. How fortunate those people who are there every day and they're presenting the salams to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. As I mentioned, respected brothers, we are here, we are seated in Marisburg. Our durood and salam, especially on a Friday, let us increase our durood and salam. Let's increase our durood and uh, our in abundance and 100% sure that this durood and salam is presented to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam via the Malaika. And lastly, Inspector Rabbi Allah give us a tawfiq, we also went to Masjid al-Fatah. Masjid al-Fatah, during the time of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, when that war had taken place in, within the Confederates, the Ahzab, where the Bani Ghaffan, the Mushrikeen, the Quraysh, the Jews, Quraysha, and all these other people had ganged up against Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and the Sahaba So Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, there are seven masjids, they are called Masajid al-Sabah. Among the Sabah, among the seven masjids, there is one masjid called Masjid al-Fatah. So Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam went three days there and he made dua. Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday. And the realization and acceptance of the dua had taken place on the Wednesday between Zohar and Asad. As the Jabir narrator of Hadith says, whenever I felt, whenever I faced any problem, then between Zohar and Asad on a Wednesday, I used to make dua and guarantee my dua used to be accepted. So uh, my, my desire was to go over there, Alhamdulillah, one of our young friends, Mahana Ibrahim Amor, from our, our Marisburg, Madina Sharif, his father-in-law father is Mahana Abdullah Jina, who does all the ziyarats. So he had taken us over there. Respected brother, that masjid is a small masjid. It's six meters in length and maybe three or four meters wide. And we went there, it was packed because it's a small masjid. Alhamdulillah, we managed to get in there between us, Zohar and Asr. And we performed two rakat salah. And we made dua. May Allah accept the dua on my behalf, on your behalf, the Muslims' behalf, and the Ummah's behalf as well, inshallah. So, here also we get the opportunity go to Uhud, where 70 shuhada are buried over there. Sayyid shuhada, Hazrat Hamza radiallahu is buried over there. So, that is also a place where duas are accepted. Then you should try and face the Qibla to make dua because uh, now if a person is facing the Qabr, then the authorities will come and they will lambaste you, etc. Just to avoid any, any conflict or avoid any problem, face towards the Qibla and make dua, inshallah. Duas are accepted over there. 
dua they accepted Mazid al-Fatah on a Wednesday between Zahra and Asr. So we make dua Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the ziyarah of the Haramin Sharifin. Bar, bar, nasib farma, wa akhir da'wan. Alhamdulillah, ya Rabbil Alameen.